Welcome to Side Hustle City, and thanks for joining us. Our goal is to help you connect to real people who found success turning their side hustle into a main hustle, and we hope you can too. I'm Adam Kaler. I'm joined by Kyle Stevie, my co-host. Let's get started. All right, guys, welcome back to the Side Hustle City podcast, guys. We've got a couple of really good guests with us today, Bob and Ben Bracken. How you guys doing? Good. How are good. you, Adam? Doing Great to be here. Yeah, doing awesome, man. So uh, you guys came in, you were um, recommended to me by a friend, uh, Danny, who is very purpose-driven, very, uh, he's got a Christian organization that he runs, he's got his own mission and everything. Very cool guy. His dad, Julio, is awesome. A uh, big friend of mine, uh, you know, had a really good conversation with him up in Price Hill, Chile, one day about politics. Uh, and we won't get into politics today, but uh, but, but I think we're all on the same page for the most part. Um, but uh, yeah, guys, uh, Ben has a really cool organization. Bob has a really cool organization. I'll let I'll let them talk a little bit about it. But guys, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The the next best conversation, I guess, is. Politics and religion. Yeah, politics and religion. Yeah, the two things everybody wants to talk <laughs> about, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so just uh, um, so thanks for having us on. Um, this is uh, uh, this nonprofit that we started just basically a year or two ago. Kind of was in the makings and um, just started uh, with 2010 when I went to a Bible study group at the Block House and. Actually, I still meet with those same people every other Saturday morning at 730. And I have another Bible study group I meet with on the alternating. And um, but I'd say in probably 2015, when we uh, started going to a non-denominational church, in addition to my Catholic church that I wanted to keep. You were supplementing, right? Supplementing, keeping the wife happy. (laughs) (laughs) But we started tithing as well, like doing the the full tithe and um and I think we started getting more and more. I mean, we were very blessed. I mean, in 2001, my son, Ben, and his his twin sister, Anna, were born at three and a half pounds two months early. So they were preemie babies. And I made a promise then in 2001 that if he'd make my kids healthy, instead of me having to take care of their physical needs, that I would do what I can to take care of them, their friends, and the community around us. And so th- this is kind of to fulfill that promise that nice. I made. And uh, and um probably in 2020 is when I, 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 after doing the Bible study group and listening to pastors online and CBN, TBN, I I really got uh, a desire to, for the word and, and uh, Jesus in the heart. And I uh, uh, went to a Bible college for two years, Andrew Womack, uh, Karis Bible college. And when I came back from that, a mission trip in 2020, I gave my wife COVID for our 25th anniversary. Oh, there you go. Here you go, honey. Here's, here's, here's COVID. Yeah. 25th, nice. 25th anniversary present. Uh, so, um, uh, and so I, I, I think I felt like the Holy Spirit uh, convicted me with uh, some, some teachings and uh, the nine gifts and nine fruits. And um, I, this past year, I kind of took this cartoon looking like trees, uh, tree of life and tree of knowledge without God. And um, it came to life when the Hildebrands, Evan and Allison, took my kind of rough ideas of a painting and they brought it to life with their artwork. They're professional artists here in the city, uh, the Hildebrands. They do a phenomenal job. And um, so I now I've got this piece and I'm finding ways to it, it, has, it tells the whole Bible story from start to finish. The purpose of it is to 
uh, to learn more about God and the history and getting this, the word out, I guess you could say. And I started with paintings in people's houses and churches, but that became a big ask for people. Hey, do you want to take this painting and hang it up? So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I changed it to these business cards. And uh, the only ask is I, we actually pay for it through our foundation. We, we give you free colored business cards, 2,500 of them. The only ask is on the, you put our artwork, the Hildebrandt's artwork on the outside and you put your business information on the inside and it's enough for two, two business spaces. So it can be a nonprofit business or for-profit business, a mission, a church. I have all kinds of different options or however people want to do it, but it's real inexpensive for us to make up 2,500 of them. And if it costs us $300 to make up, I bless that uh, mission with another $300. So we kind of nice. give them additional funds to, for their mission. I like this because this is something that, you know, we don't always have people on that, you know, they're they're talking mostly about, hey, I've got an idea for a business. You know, it's to make money, essentially. I mean, nothing bad. It's just like make money. Right. It's, you know, I got a house payment. I got a car payment. I figure out how to supplement those. Right. How do I do that? Well, you start a little side hustle. Maybe that side hustle turns into a main hustle. Right. But sometimes a side hustle could be a mission driven thing, not a financially driven mission, but a people driven mission where I want to help. I want to give back in some way. And this is this is what came to you. Right. And, and I bet you there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast that are how do I turn, you know, how do I actually turn that into something that could financially benefit me? get me out of working because if my calling is to help people, right? Well, a lot of people, teachers do this, um, you know, artists like, like the Hildebrands, they do this. I mean, this is their passion. This is what they're good at, right? They should be able to survive in this country by doing what they love to do, right? As long as the market, there's a market there for it, or there's a, you know, there are people who want to give to that concept or whatever. So for you, how is this, is this something that could financially benefit you or is this just you, you're giving back, you're, you're putting your hard earned money into this? Well, that's, that's a great question, Adam. Um, I feel just truly blessed with in 95, I, uh, well, in the early nineties after college, I was really trying to find my purpose and my mission. And I changed my major multiple times and I prayed, I got down on my knees and prayed for, uh, my wife, a, a good helpmate. And he came through on that in the 94. 596. And then um, I made that promise in 2001 when our three and a half pound twins were born. Um, I, I just made a promise to God to, to do something along these lines. Um, I feel blessed that my, you know, I've been doing real estate for 30 years, but I've always been in a position where I, you know, my wife enjoyed working. So mm. we always had that going for us. And um, so when we needed someone to be at home with the kids, which I was a big stay at home dad, I coached my kids all the way through. I was able to work the whole entire time and enjoy the time with my kids. So I, I felt so blessed and I never had that growing up. You know, I have a great family, you know, family growing up. My dad was, was there financially, but he just didn't have the time to throw a football with me. So mm -hmm. I made a promise too, that I wanted to change that. And I did. And my kids are, are phenomenal. I always hear good things about them. And, um, but we were blessed. God blessed us. Um, and I think even in 2015, when we started tithing, I think that helped make a difference. Not, we didn't tithe to get anything back, but I believe God truly blesses you 
two times whatever you give. But it, it's a great feeling to be able to give back and to have kids that are kind of somewhat getting involved, doing their own thing. Um, as you hear from Ben, he's uh, got his own entrepreneurship. Um, his twin sister is going to be a teacher and my youngest son's going to be a some rocket scientist. I don't know. There you go. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just feel blessed that uh, right now we're, we're in a comfortable spot. This is 100% give out. As a matter of fact, on the website, thepurposefamily.com, um, anybody that makes these cards up or anybody that wants to collaborate, I put their website on my website at the bottom and we don't, I don't have a donation page or a donation button. Um, but what I do have is collaborative partners. And I ask if people want to blast my ministry, if I give them a picture, they want one of my pictures or these business cards, I'll put them on my website and I'll ask people to bless those people that are on the bottom of my website. So it's a total 100% give out, not a single ask. But if I, uh, if I become destitute, in yeah, five yeah years, you may dip into it at some point. <laughs> Try to make money. You never know. know. <laughs> you never know. That's not the plan, though. No, 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 no. Well, I mean, it sounds like you raised your your kids right, um, because Ben's here also, and Ben is a student right now at Miami University, correct? Yes. And what, what year are you? Uh, I'm a junior right now. A junior. So right after this podcast, we are getting on a podcast with former NBA star Dale Ellis, 16 years in the league, uh, unbelievable career. He's giving back. But you created an organization that allows people like Dale to work through you and what you're doing uh, at school. And this is crazy. It's like he's a junior at school. He's probably got plenty of homework. I mean, this isn't your first year, right? I mean, this is, you know, this is when you start getting into your major. You start getting into the real the real meat of your program, right? And it starts getting a little tough. But you created this organization. Tell people about what you've done. So I actually joined STARS Youth Enrichment Program this past summer. The founder of it is Ty Fields. I was blessed enough to get that opportunity, and that wouldn't have come about without my parents helping me out, helping me get myself straight. But um, I want to say my dad's passion for giving back to the community has played a huge part into what I do, what I want to do. And I love, I love giving back to the community, creating those opportunities, but... I love sports. I love entrepreneurship. And I thought to myself, well, what could I do with that? And within this organization, I'm a brand ambassador and a special projects manager. So one of the projects that we've just come up with is developing a podcast with all the renowned people that we have on the board. We hold basketball camps and teach life lessons to kids all across the country. And our next camp is actually July 29th uh, in Dayton at the Croc Center. But it was just a unique opportunity that came about and I'm doing everything that I can to run with it. So it's kind of cool because I have the flexibility to wear a lot of different hats. So I'm learning things in the digital marketing, social media marketing aspects, uh, working on different projects with our group, collaborating with different organizations that specialize in certain things like creating content, videography, we're getting to work with all these different people and lead it into a project in a formulation that can help bring awareness to our cause and hopefully hold more camps and be able to have more of an impact on our youth today. Very articulate he was right there. Like, I mean, isn't that just blowing your mind right now? Like you raised this guy. <laughs> you didn't get it from me. <laughs> he, yeah, I don't know. You were, you were stay at home dad. Like, yeah, I think you did, but that's awesome, man. That's, that's a great, that's a great mission to have. And I love the idea of being able to combine your interests. And this is what I tell people all the time on the side hustle city podcast is Guys, if you're interested in something like we talked about it earlier, you should be able to live your passion, whatever that passion is in your life. I believe that. Right. 
Is the market going to support it though? Right. That's the downside of it. Right. You got a lot of people who'd love to be a painter, or be a writer or be uh, whatever they want to be. Right. But are you going to be destitute if yeah. you do that? Right. Exactly. But you're in college. You're going to come away with a really good degree, but you're building a network right now. I mean, a former NBA player. Like, we don't even have an NBA franchise here in Cincinnati. I mean, you've got former NFL players here, former MLB players. I mean, you got Chris Collinsworth lives here. Um, you've got uh, Anthony Munoz lives here, et cetera, et cetera, right? But no NBA team. But somehow, now you're connected with a 16-year veteran of the NBA. And you've got that network now. And you wanted to, to be in sports somehow, right? Mm-hmm. Is the goal, say, after college, then you want to be in sports management or an agent or something? And I'm guessing your life's just going to go the way it goes, right? But what is the plan right now? How do you plan to leverage this experience to the next level? Yeah, so talking about leverage, I think leverage leverage is the discrepancy between what you get in and what you get or what you put in and what you get out. And right now I'm putting in... A lot and a lot of different ends. So Dale's story, which a lot of people don't know, he's the first person to reach a thousand three pointers when the three point line was first implemented like five years before he came in the league. So he completely revolutionized the game of basketball and the way that it's played too. like every if you look at the game today, it's completely changed. Every shot's an outside shot taken out of the perimeter. And I think that's just a great story to be told. Now, the question is, how can I tell it? Mm -hmm. And. What we, so what we've developed thus far is developing this podcast. And honestly, if I'm going to be completely honest, I don't know exactly what I'm going to get into in the future, whether it's, I, I have an idea. I have an idea that is going to be in sports marketing on that side of things. It could be working for Nike, Adidas, creating these different marketing campaigns because I'm a, nut, I'm a fanatic for sports psychology. I love all those aspects, but I'm taking it one day at a time, making utilizing all of my connections, seeing which part I enjoy doing the most so that I can hopefully Mm -hmm. turn that into into a career. So I have that idea, but I don't know specifically what I'm going to get into. And I'm just taking it one day at a time and uh, we'll see where it goes. But I'm really excited about it because each day is I learn something new and it's a new opportunity. Ben is a connector. He's uh, so he he went to Taylor High School and Three Rivers School District, and he wanted something better for himself. I was really proud of him. He wanted to go to Saint Xavier High School, which is a tough high school to go to. Yeah, and he he did. He, he goes, Dad, I, I want to be challenged, and I'm like, okay. And he got challenged, and uh, he did well there. Yeah, I would definitely say that. All throughout my life, I've definitely been an advocate for making the tough decision whether it was easy or not, because I know that's the best decision for me. I know that's how I'm going to grow. St. X definitely was not a cakewalk for me. Like I was at the beginning, I left all my old friends. I went from a public school to high school. I was kind of nervous. I was anxious and I wasn't who I am today, but I'm glad that I went through that early because it pushed me out of my comfort zone connected me with so many different people. And now all my, a lot of my friends from St. X are going out and playing at division one programs. My buddy Paris is about to be drafted uh, top 10 overall in the NFL. My buddy Wyatt is uh, playing baseball at South Carolina. My other friend Revy, he's playing football at Boston college. It's cool to see how everyone that I've connected with is going off and doing their own thing. And despite not being together, 
seeing them succeed. And I know they hope the same for me. And uh, hopefully I'm able to utilize those connections too and do something with that in the sports industry as well. But definitely would not be who I am today if I did not go to St. X, if I didn't make those tough decisions. Miami was definitely difficult because I thought I was going to play football out of high school. I thought I was, I had a couple of low division one offers from Butler, Valparaiso, but I kind of asked myself, I know I'm not going to go to the NFL. I want to create, I want to do something in the sports industry. Where has, where is a good program to go for that? Miami was most definitely that they had a really good program. They have so many great professors that connect you with people in the sports industry, getting that insight. So I made that decision for me and I'm just, I'm running with it right now. I really enjoy it. And, uh, uh, I love the entrepreneurship space too. And I wasn't even introduced to that till my sophomore year. That was another aspect that pushed me out of my comfort zone. Cause one of the classes we took, we had to create our own business. And I was like, Oh, well, I, I love those classes. Yeah. Those are my favorite classes. It's like, Oh, come up with a business idea. And then you automatically, I mean, and you're, you're an athlete. So you become competitive, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are competitive. You don't have to be an athlete, but I think people that are dri- that are that are driven to be athletes are just naturally competitive people, like ultra competitive, you know, cream of the crop competitive. So then now all of a sudden here you go, put your foot into entrepreneurship and you're like, Oh, I got to defeat everybody. Like I've got to, I got to win. Yeah. Ben was a phenomenal football player. You really need the, if you get a minute, look up some of his clips when he <laughs> ran the ball through the ball. I mean, really a phenomenal football player. And, um, and he came from a little old school, three rivers, um, where he didn't come in from a, one of the major feeder schools. So there's only a, a few three rivers kids at St. X. And he, after his first year, he asked to leave and I come no, you're, you're going to spend one more year there. And he's really glad he did. Cause he, when he got involved, in the football program and meeting more people, then he felt more comfortable and is definitely a great choice. And Ben's a connector. He, he makes friends everywhere. We had to drive him out to Mason and Loveland and the other parts of the world. Cause that's like, you know, close to a 45 minute drive oh, yeah. for us from, from, from more close to Indiana. And, uh, but he's got friends like, like you mentioned, Tennessee, OSU, UC, and these are good friends. And, um, uh, it's, he's, he's just a, a, not only a great kid, but I'll, I'll never forget watching him and practice. And he was always the hardest working person on the field. Always You're the Pete Rose out there. He was the Pete <laughs> Rose. He would, yeah. he would throw himself forward going to the base like Pete Rose. Absolutely. He um, always gave 110%. Well, that's, and see, this is the thing too. I think a lot of people, we bring successful people on people who've already, you know, done these big things and everything else. We rarely bring somebody on who's kind of at the beginning of their, their thing. I had another gentleman, Dustin Davis on a a few episodes ago. He went to college for basketball, decided that, Hey, look, same thing you, you thought he's like six foot five, 10 to six foot. He's like, I'm not going to the NBA. You know, he he was at a division two school or whatever. And he's like, I, what I really like though is entrepreneurship. That's what I really want to do drops out of college, jumps into entrepreneurship. So I had him on the podcast the other day just to say, hey, he called me out of the blue trying to buy one of my houses off of me, right? <laughs> so he was he was trying out wholesaling and seeing if that was the thing. Well, now he's working with this dev team in Kenya because Julio had a friend, Chuck, who's working with on a mission trip out in Kenya, working with this gentleman named Joseph, who is trying to start a web design company, but the average salary is like 40 bucks a month in a place like Kenya. He's like, I need to tap into the U S market. So I connected him with Dustin. Dustin's like, Hey, I don't have a problem calling people out of the blue. 
like, let's build something. So then Dustin can be the, uh, the business person here in the United States. It can connect to the businesses, right? Be the U S arm of this business, but all the work could be getting done in Kenya. Absolutely. And these people can grow their business. He can grow his business here. So it's like crazy when you're talking about connections, this is where your connections lead to. And he was saying some stuff that you and I both know, right? Just being on this planet for longer, right? We, we just kind of know some of the stuff that you're talking about. You're like, look, I learned this from this. I got this experience, which led to that. The whole time you're saying these things, I'm like, yep, yep. That's he's thinking the right way. He understands that not everything is going to be easy, right? But those hard things are what make you who you are mm -hmm. and actually teach you the things in life. I mean, you were obviously a great dad, but there's things that you can't teach someone that they just have to, you have to push them out of the house. They got to go learn on their own at some point. Yeah. One yes. thing I always did was I, I always treated my kids like adults. I always talked to them like adults. I never talked down to them. I always treated them as equal. And, um, and the one defining thing out of all three kids, every single parent, every single teacher, and I don't say this to brag, but they all said, your kids are so grown up. They're so mature. They're so, and I just said, well, I just simply treat them as adults. I talk to them as an adult. I probably talk to them a few years past their, what their current age was, but uh, yeah. But yeah. But, but, and I think that's what a lot of people li like listen to the podcast too. This isn't just about you. This isn't just about uh, your ability to take a side hustle and turn it into a main hustle. Think about that next generation that you're raising. I mean, some people listen to this because, They've got kids that are in college that are in the same position as you are that want to become something. I actually just got a, a, one, a family from my Legatus group asked me if I would talk to their son about entrepreneurship. He's kind of like doesn't know what he wants to do. He's out there in the world. There's, it almost seems like when we came up, there was a handful of things you could do. You go to the military. You go to college, after college, you, you go into banking or you go into whatever, or you become a real estate agent. There, there wasn't a billion things that were out there. I almost think, it, and talk to the young people right now, talk to that next generation, talk to those, those high school kids. You're a junior in college now. Talk to those high school seniors who are out here doing TikTok, trying to be influencers, doing all this stuff. Maybe their lives seem like they're chaotic. Give them some advice from someone who's three years ahead at this point and is connected to people like NBA players and in these volunteer organizations, learning things, talk to them, talk to the parents of these kids. How do you, how do you survive in this generation? I think you kind of have to understand who you are before you can help anyone else. I think that. I've asked, I've done a lot of introspection on myself. I've asked myself questions like, what do I enjoy? What would I do without pay? What would I do? What would I do in the future every day that I would actually enjoy? Not something that I need to do, but something that I want to do. Because I think there's a lot of people in our generation that do want to make money, but they're doing it for the wrong reasons. They don't have the right mindset behind how to do it either. They're doing it because they're following like other people taking this path. Like a lot of people are in the same major finance. They think there's maybe like one path to success, but that's what I like so much about your show as well. There are so many opportunities. It's all about how you leverage them and what you take out of them. It's how you view the situation. I think because your perception changes everything. Yeah. If you view something as an opportunity, yeah, it's going to be hard, but you know what you're going to get out of it, what you're going to become 
after you go through it, after you succeed or fail, you learn through your failures, you know, not everything's going to be perfect. I developed this pod. I developed this podcast, uh, life and games last week. And the first one, I was a little bit nervous. I'm not going to lie. It didn't go as smoothly as I had planned out in my head. I try, I projected too much. I had a script. I had too much information. I wasn't listening to who was from across from me, mm. but I took the lessons that I learned from that podcast and came up with an even better one the next time. And hopefully we get a really good one on this next show as well. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Speaking of that, we got to jump off of here so you can get on your uh, Dale Ellis podcast yep. here in a couple minutes. So, and I want you guys to be able to prepare for that, but, um, let's, uh, let's, uh, yeah, well, go ahead. Can I just go bring ahead, Bob? One yeah. thing. So you brought up a great point about, um, people losing their, uh, there's not going to be near as many jobs with the technology, the way it is taking over jobs. Oh, so with chat GPT that, and stuff going on right now. That's where entrepreneurship is going to become the thing to do. And, um, one of the things on my website that people need to learn is their spiritual gifts, uh, and fruits and fruits. And I think when people learn their strengths and their weaknesses, and there's a real quick two minute assessment, if you go to the website, the purposefamily.com, uh, I think it could help you tremendously to learn what some of your strengths and weaknesses are. So, you know, what to hang on to and what to try to avoid. And, um, so, and then one other thing I wanted to mention too, before we ended too, was, uh, um, bringing the generations together. I believe the up and coming <laughs> sport is pickleball. It and, is. It totally <laughs> is. And I know that's another talk for another time, but, um, I'll tell you, um, uh, it's a great way for adults to older adults playing with younger adults. Um, I'm looking forward to playing this sport with Ben's kids, you know, me and a granddad, cause I don't have to do a lot of running around it. It saves them on my knees, but, uh, uh, every, I think everyone should give pickleball a chance and maybe we'll do a future, a future. Yeah. A future episode on, on pickleball. There you go, guys, a bonding opportunity for you and your kids. Absolutely. So there we go. Well, Bob, uh, Ben, thanks a lot for your time guys. And, uh, hope to have you back. Let's talk some pickleball next time. Awesome. Thanks. Appreciate it. Adam. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of side hustle city. Well, you've heard from our guests. Now let's hear from you. Join our community on Facebook side hustle city. It's a group where people share ideas, share their inspirational stories, and motivate each other to be successful and turn their side hustle into their main hustle. We'll see you there, and we'll see you next week on the show. Thank you.